0: Zellick, and I'm here with Annie Gibbons Donuts and Pie Fitness and we are lucky enough today to be speaking with Lori Corbin and uh, this is a big deal if anybody has lived in Southern California they know who Lori is she's well known as uh, ABC 7's food and uh, fitness coach uh, television reporter for over 20 years she's the only reporter in the news to have this beat it's it's was really special. She's a BS in nutrition and a certified group fitness instructor and a personal trainer. She's a member of American Council on Exercise and the American College of Sports Medicine. Prior to covering health and fitness uh, on air, Lori owned and operated a chain of exercise studios and uh, a low-fat catering business called the Food Coach, which is a great name, uh, where she worked with and helped slimmed down many people and many of them are well-known celebrities that we would know about Lori thanks so much for joining us today
1: it is my pleasure it sounds like I've been around for a thousand years (laughs) hence the low-fat catering member low-fat what was that about (laughs) but I understand the people you worked with it was it was a big deal Yeah, we, you know, it was a great, um, sadly, I think, uh, what we come to know now that it was some Stanford researchers had been bought off by, by the, you know, somebody had to say, hey, we've got to have a bad guy, is it going to be sugar? Or is it going to be fat? And I think they chose fat at the time. So of course, we put sugar in everything after that, well, high fructose corn syrup. So it was really not a good model for us to be eating. But um, we went down that road, I, I bought into it, you know, it was really challenging. So here we are now eating full
2: fat let's go yeah. I, you know we all did I can remember being at, at that time I lived in Breckenridge at that time and um everything I, I after I started coming to like you probably did like wait a minute this really isn't making sense and um we'd always say fat free was a chemical show you know because you just yes. you know, full of chemicals and sugar and yeah uh, yeah, yeah. What
1: take is- away take away a big nutrient and like fat, you know, and then yeah. what are you going to replace it with? It's going to be yeah. never a good product. <laughs> it isn't. Um, yes.
2: so Lori, you were at uh, KABC uh, um, for from 1998 to just recently as the LA's fitness nutrition reporter, which I think is fabulous. I don't think we have that out on the east coast. Um, And everyone who has a TV in Southern California knows who you are. What I would love to hear is if you're willing to share a story or two about your days on the air in the industry. It fascinates me. Well,
1: yeah, you know, and I will say they I think the news director, she's got great vision. She's now the general manager of KBC, but she always said, You know, people, at least where I live, and I'm pretty sure we can find many cities across the country, they're pretty much narcissistic. You know, if there's an earthquake in Seattle, people in L.A. are going, what about me? (laughs) well is it you know ring of fire is it going to come down you know so we care so much about ourselves so she thought it would be neat even though we have a health reporter already on staff wouldn't it be great to teach people about health and fitness because people really care so um it was an honor i mean obviously had having been in nutrition and fitness forever and i had also worked in a at a station in phoenix for four years but basically i just came on as a guest for four years, I really wasn't like on staff. So um, for them to hire me and say, hey, you know, pe- news doesn't hire nutrition and fitness people they I mean they might have them on for one time or you know whatever but they don't have the money for that so for KABC to put out the money for the last 20 years for me to be able to represent all things good and not so good what to be aware of in nutrition and fitness was was really a great honor but having said that I didn't go to school for journalism so my husband is a you know 10 11 Emmy award-winning guy he's an investigative guy so he he would help me but to I have to tell you how paranoid paralyzing it can be to try to be somebody you aren't so here I am you know coming on and trying to write these stories and it, it, it was a long learning lesson for me to become a reporter so um I loved it we you know I worked with a lot of cameramen and editors and all those different people and little by little you you get it you learn it you start to be better um so that was all fun but um I will say then there there came a time in news where the, there was just so much breaking news that wasn't always positive, earthquake, flood, fire, you know, bad guys. So sometimes you get canceled. And if you got canceled, that meant you don't have your contents. When someone said, hey, you know, you've got a story Monday, Wednesday and Thursday. And you go, well, I don't, I don't have it because they canceled me to go cover something bad. Um, it got really frustrating. So I, there was a small camera in the station that was still really a good camera, but it just was easy. It was kind of point and shoot. So I said, you know, can I try that? You know, so I basically was one of the first reporters to say, I'm going to take the camera. I'm going to learn how to do this because I think I had a woman flying from Canada to do this thing on, um, an eating meditation. I'll never forget it because it was the most amazing thing. If anybody ever wanted to lose weight by doing an eating meditation, it was amazing. So, anyway, they canceled me and I go, She flew in from Canada. Nope, sorry, you're loud. So, um, I went and grabbed the camera and it wasn't awful. <laughs> so, I proceeded down that road and did the not awful shooting for a while. You know, I shot my stuff and then I realized. This is so much better because I have so much more control. I already know what I want to tell the audience. I already know what I'm going to write. So now if I can shoot it, I know I will see what I think I'm gonna see when I, you know, when I get my camera stuff back. Cause usually you get your your card or your tape. In those days it was tape, and they the camera person might not have shot what you thought. They should have. So this was good, you know. And then, similarly, a little bit down the line, they thought, well, maybe you should learn how to edit those stories. So they, you know, they asked all of us little by little to start editing. So, you know, by the end, I'm writing, I'm shooting. I'm editing. I'm posting social media, and of course, you know, I really did never have a producer, so um, one man band. You know, so it was it was it's it, it was an interesting way to grow and learn all these different things, and I think that was really fun. And obviously, along the way, what we would say in fitness is, I don't think they can invent one more thing, or same way in food, you know, and then somebody invents one more thing. So it was a it's a great beat, because it conti- I think both nutrition and fitness continually surprise us with more and more information like fat free might not be a good diet. Um, we just learn as we go that things are changing, evolving, some great some things that are new are, are obviously not good. And that's why we want to warn people. And then obviously, some things were fabulous. And you know, learning about hit training, or, um, you know, when people came out, I saw you did the thing with Mindy Milray, like, Gliding discs are my most favorite thing to use, you know, or, you know, the Bosu, all these different fun things. So um, it has been a blast for me to teach everybody, not just in small doses, not just in, you know, personal training or group acts, but teaching everybody what they could do better in both of those arenas. So I've loved it. It was fun. I
0: mean, that's quite a career when you think about it. I mean, becoming, the creative and the talent. I mean, that that's just, you were really, you you were pivoting and, and learning way back before anybody else was doing it. And now you have a new chapter in your career, which is so smart. So you are uh, a, basically a um, kind of a, a media mentor. I mean, you are going to so, I want you to explain more about that. And you have an incredible studio where you are right now, I think, in Malibu. And there isn't a nicer place to live than in Malibu. Today it looks a little, it's probably a little cloudy and cold, but what a beautiful place. Um, so, you've really learned how to make changes and pivots, and you've opened yourself up to learning new things, which isn't always easy. So, can you tell us about that? And then also, I want to know how people can work with you um, at the. Sure.
1: Yeah. So the thing that caught my eye while I was trying to work with these people, much like myself, when I first had to do something live or something with, you know, somebody go, you're paralyzed. You are frightened to death when a camera is pointed at you and you have to perform and you don't get another chance is awful. And you can see these people that know very well what they know, what they're doing, but they're so frightened I thought along the way, I wish I had time to tell them because I am them. You know, if I was, if maybe I worked in baking, it would have been different. But, you know, as an instructor and also as a nutritionist, I knew that, you know, they obviously were able to perform if they had the guidelines, but they don't. There is no 411. And so... Nowadays this is this is a real bittersweet moment for me because I left news thinking oh this is going to be so easy i'm just going to help these people it's going to be great but because of probably covid not well helping but not helping most everybody has learned to go online themselves they can pop up and do an instagram live or facebook live or TikTok or whatever they want to do in any given day. That doesn't mean they're good at it. It means they're proficient because they turned their camera on. So I really wanted to help these people that would like to help themselves. But having said that, and I just think, sadly, social media, it does us a service and a huge disservice at the same time. During covid it pretty much gave everyone a chance to offer what they were giving away, and they had to give it away for free until they learned how to be online and charge, and you know all the things that that came with that. But and then with new technology, things get real peppy looking with the Canva and the Prezi and all these different things that are a little bit hard to learn, but once you get them, they're okay. But it's it's time consuming and icky, in my opinion. But anyway, so what I've really realized is. Because it's out there, I don't know how excited people are to learn with someone like me because I feel like they feel they can go online and go and do what they want. They can pop up and whatever. And by and large, that is true. But I think 20 years of service tells you you have taken a certain amount of time to learn something to be better than just turning on your camera. Yes, we can all do it, but there's not a formula per se. Your personality has to be what it is. But there's there are a lot of tips and tricks that I think come from that background from years of experience. So I am sort of lightened that they have the opportunity, yet I'm a little frustrated with the putting it out there bit because I realize social media is where it is right now. But since everybody is doing it, it's often watered down or diminished in the approach. So I'm having to, I don't wanna say regroup, it's not that, it's just that I'm not going to do an Instagram every day about social media and what you can do better. That's not the game I feel like I need to play. I feel like I really wanna work with those people who really say, I have a product or I have a project or I have a plan and I believe in myself and I want to deliver it the best way I can. Those are the people I want to work with. And I think it takes working. It's a back and forth situation. It isn't like fitness where I say, here's my eight count. Let's go and do it again, do it again, do it again. Um, it does take a little role play and back and forth and videotaping and checking your surroundings and checking Um, one of you guys had taken mine that I did with um, the procedures company. I went back and looked and I thought, how many times did I say, um? if I counted, I, I was shocked and appalled. Now, most of it was because I kept waiting for the gentleman that was working with me to change the screen and he couldn't. So it was really a lesson in futility, but it was a great lesson, always great lessons. So I had to laugh about that. But anyway, the point is, I'm really taking this, hopefully, I plan on selling a version, not what you guys saw, but a videotaped version of what I know and I will make that available inexpensively for trainers because I really want them to have that. It's pretty much a basic black and white 411 thing. But I would, my hope is that I will work with people that really want to spend some time with their craft and get better with their performance, whether it's just for their Instagram, just for their Facebook, or they plan on being on a show or a podcast or whatever it may be. So that's where that one-on-one comes in. We'll probably do some, once everyone gets immunized, we'll do some media mentor boot camps up where I live. As you mentioned, I do live in paradise, I do. And I have a lot of room and my My studio is, is really fun. And it's it's easy for me to videotape somebody we will have a, a conversation just like news or just like a show and then put it in the computer and they can watch themselves and play it back and go again. So I think there'll be some good role play and some fun there. So that's what I hope to do with them. Uh, what you have on the screen is obviously how people get in touch with me. My studio is called, the Malibu studio, aptly named. And then my Instagram is uh, at Laurie Corbin TV. So that's really where I'm at right now.
0: That's great. So, it sounds like yeah. you're another level though. I mean, it, you know, anybody can be on Instagram, but it, it sounds like media mentor will take it to another level. That's where people want to be a little bit more professional, a little bit more polished and uh, more confident, I think too.
2: Um, yes. So, Lori, you know what I was going to say really quickly is, I'm sorry to cut you off, is it really hit me when you said about your experience. I know recently I was looking at services between two different people. One was new with all kinds of really new ideas, but she was very young. And then I was looking at this person who had 27 years of experience and she innately can see things and has knowledge that came from those 27 years. And that's what you, I see as offering as, that experience is innate and you can share that, you know?
1: It is, it's different than, it's a bit like if we took cooking, for example, we could have a young, anybody could say, wow, you'll need this pan, you'll need this whisk, you'll use this ingredient, it'd be great if you had this countertop, whatever, but, the chef, the ultimate chef who's been around forever might tell them, gosh, if you put the butter in the refrigerator or freezer for five minutes, this is going to allow the pastry to do this. Do you see what I'm saying? It's yes. that years of evolving. So the the surface stuff, the um, the lighting, the set design, the wardrobe, I think most anybody could do that right now. Although... There's certainly rules and thro- thumb and news that we used that I think is very smart, but I think anybody probably could impart that knowledge at this point. But as far as becoming that personality, how do you develop? You are born with a certain in a sense, personality, but how do you bring the best of you out? I think that takes the maturity, the experience, and whatever. And for somebody who is, again, maybe they've got a really great product or a program or whatever, and they're spending most of their time developing that, if they say, well, okay, I'm going to pay a PR person now to put me out there. They need to go to that person in the middle. That would be me, hopefully. And hopefully not just a, a PR associate that says, oh, let me get your media ready. There's maybe somebody that you spend time with that's been in the media, that's seen both sides. I've been interviewed, obviously, because before they made me a, 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 a employee, I had to be an on-air guest. So I was interviewed by their anchors or whatever. So I've seen both sides. And you have to know how quickly things happen to you when you're on someone's show. It can be very disappointing for someone to come on to the Doctors or Dr. Oz or the Today Show, whatever these shows are, and realize they think they're going to show their great stuff off only to be manipulated because they will be by an anchor, a producer, someone else that wants to make a joke or make fun because that's what they do on these shows. And then they're off set and they they're so surprised what happened, what happened to my, I was going to say this, what well, you didn't get a chance because you don't know how, because you, if they start to take it away from you, you have to take it back. And that's really hard. It takes a lot of practice.
2: Yeah. Um, so we asked this of everybody, uh, what was your advice for aging enthusiastically? You are, you seem to have it, have the aging enthusiastically down.
1: <sighs> I think I have my days like everyone. I do think learning new things. Is really important, even if it doesn't mean you're going to go to another career. Right now, I'm actually training to be a Legree instructor. I don't know if you know Sebastian Legree. Uh, It's a—you're not allowed to call it Pilates. It looks like a Pilates reformer, but he's patented his reformer. It's—I think it's called a Megaformer, and it has—he's—I think he has over a thousand trademarks on it. It's an amazing machine. But the point is, you have to do these exercises super slow, which is hard for me because I like fast stuff, but it's really hard and learning something differently, I think is so fun. So even, even if it doesn't make you a lot of money, I think learning things that you're, you're interested in would be the best thing. It's um, everything I listen to. You guys have a podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I think we have to remind ourselves that life isn't really always about money and of course it helps get you things that you want but being happy especially as we move forward is really important and being lonely is going to be a real deterrent so if you can find either things to do or people that community that can make you happy that along with what you're doing makes it all the better so i that's what i would say i think it's okay to say you don't have to kill it i do really think depending on how your model was for growing up. For me, it was, you're only as good as yesterday's story. So you have to do something better. You're, what else can I do? What what else can I do? And I think that's brain training. So it's not good when you finally say, all right, I think I'm gonna set it back down a little bit to say, what are you doing? You gotta do something else. That is something that you might have to squelch and retrain your brain a little bit because I think enjoying being outside reading a good novel, taking time to say it is okay not to have a plan today. I think that is really important, unless you're that person that never has had a plan. but um, you know, let the guilt stop at this point and say, really what moves you, what motivates you. For me, I've always kind of had that teacher, preacher, philosopher attitude. If I can teach more people, I would really like to. So one-on-one is great. I love that you get quality out of that. If you can teach a mass group of people and then they all get a better idea, that's cool too. So um, that's that's what I would say. Just um, try to learn some stuff. Readers are leaders. We've heard, I think, Tony Robbins say that. Read every day if you can. I think I've read about 25 novels since January, which has been like, okay, good girl. Um, I like stuff I used to listen to because I was always driving to a story. Now I just reading and I really like it. I hike with my dog every morning and um, I'm learning Legree. And I'm also learning these new tech things like Canva, and Prezi, and some of these things that we have to do on the computer that I don't like. But once you do do them, you are proud of yourself.
0: (laughs) That's for sure. Annie and I talk about that all the time. Just even getting into Google Drive initially was a challenge. (laughs) Well, it is for me. <laughs> it becomes, you know, just it becomes uh, just second nature. But you know, I think you are the epitome. I think you uh, go do. You said that once in an interview that you, you. I think it was your mom said, "Go do." You know, you were always doing things, and you are. But you're really making a difference. It's just so mindful and thoughtful and kind of moving ahead. I really love that, uh, Lori. Thanks for speaking with us today. I just we're so lucky to have had that chance. Um, I've always watched you on the news and thought, wow, this is, you know, you're pretty special. So I um, look forward to coming to your studio and uh, getting in front of the camera or whatever I need to do, obviously.
1: (laughs) That is so cool. I I love that. Well, and you guys, I have to say equally, I'm impressed. I've, you know, logged on and looked at your stuff and I think, there are more people there's, I think I recently spoke to Petra Kolber who is gonna go around the world. She sold all her stuff. I don't know if you've interviewed her yet. You should, um, she's, she's awesome. Amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. And she basically sold all her stuff in New York City and said, I'm gonna go around the world. And um, I think she's 60 at this point. she just said, I hope I'm not speaking out of term Petra, sorry. Um, but she was saying, no, you know what? I wanna know what other women No, So she came and interviewed me and we talked and same thing. She's talking to these people that are older. And so I think what you guys are doing, and there's another gal uh, who set up something called the, um, oh gosh, it's something society. It's so cool. Her name's Meredith Oppenheimer and she's a Harvard grad and she just put together this, this online fitness community, but it was more mental and meditation and stuff like that. I'll, I'll give you guys her name if you want, but it was for people over you know, mature people, 50 on up, so that they could have community during COVID. But it's really skyrocketed. And they have really great people on like Molly Fox, you probably remember her, some good people. And um, the the community has really embraced it and loved it. So when I see this, we realize there are so many statistics on how many, not even baby boomers, but like, you know, there's way more people are going to be older than there are going to be younger, you know, in this next decade. So it's, it's great that there's, that we're listening and learning and taking advantage of things, but also knowing that what we get out of the new young things, like you know, every day there's something, social media, the TikTok and the Reels and the Clubhouse, and apparently there's 10 new platforms every year kill me now. (laughs) Right. I don't want to know one more of them. So, but yes, you know, we're embracing some and we're, we're, we're laughing at others, but it, we still want to be with each other. And so I think, you know, it, like I said, it's a blessing and a curse. It's so weird that yes, we're, we're on this right now. So of course it's helpful, but I do love that people that are more mature seasoned are taking time to say, let's share what we know because it's really worth it. It's
0: been fun too. It has. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Lori. Um, we will make sure to share all of your social media platforms and get a hold of you. And
1: <laughs> <That's> my granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say my dog couldn't be any more obnoxious during this hour, so I'm sorry but I had a time. That's so fun though. Um, and then just will you guys let me know what day? So I'll try. I did a little. I did two screenshots here, so um, I can you know tease it as well. So you let me what day your your Zoom airs, right?
2: absolutely yeah thank you so much i just so enjoyed this thank you i hope you enjoyed your day oh so fun you guys are great yeah. i love this I,
1: I hope that um i hope that you get more and more it's exciting to watch somebody do something like this and i i, I really give you a lot of credit it's hard to every week find that content so yay yeah. you
2: Yeah. yes. <laughs> all right we'll see you again okay. okay. bye guys okay. This episode was brought to you by Gretchen Zalik and Annie Gibbons. If you'd like to find out more, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at of Fitness and on our YouTube page where you can find more interviews like the one you just heard. Both of those links
0: are available in the description. Don't forget to check out our
1: website at DonutsifyFitness.com. You can find links including the website and social media for Lori Corbin in the description below.